Culture Affidavit episode 66, Like a Kid in a Comic Store. Hello and welcome to Pop Culture Affidavit, the podcast that takes a look at everything random in the world of popular culture, which is brought to you by the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network. I'm your host, Tom Panneries. This episode, it's time once again for my annual coverage of the Baltimore Comic Con. And this is the first of two episodes I'll be doing about the con, with the next one coming out a couple of weeks later. Uh, the reason for that is that no, not only was I attending my fifth comic convention, as well as my fourth as a podcaster on a press pass, but for the first time ever I had a companion with me, and that was my son Brett. We spent all of Saturday at the comic convention, going around the con, getting comics signed, talking to creators, doing some shopping, and also attending some of the Baltimore Comic Con's Kids Love Comics activities, which is what you're going to hear about in this episode. But before I do that, I'm going to go ahead and take my quick and only commercial break, so stick around. When I come back, I'll have my coverage of the Kids Love Comics at the Baltimore Comic Con 2016. This is Huckleberry Ham, and when I'm not busy making movies or TV shows, I enjoy listening to my favorite internet radio show, Two True Freaks. They got all sorts of shows for y'all to listen to, covering all sorts of geeky topics. Star Trek, Star Wars, cartoons, scary movies, folks eating supper, music, giant monsters, and one feller who buys stuff at garage sales. And the funny books. My word, the funny books. Old funny books. New funny books. Scary funny books. Movies about funny books. Funny books about movies. British fellers talking about funny books. And lots more. So why don't you check these fellers out? Head on over to twotruefreaks.com and tell them Huckleberry sent you. Two True Freaks, chock full of great podcasts since 2008. Sounds great, Mr. Hound. Thanks for coming in today. Oh, no problem, fellers. Now, if y'all excuse me, I have to run. I'm shooting a movie. It's a western, and if y'all see Quick Draw McGraw, don't tell him. He's still hot at me about the good, the bad, and Huckleberry Hound. And once he gets all El Cabong, he's a pain in the you-know-where. And then there was this one time that he and Baba Louie had a little too much sarsaparilla. 
and Quickdraw said something to Miguel Gorilla that I won't repeat, you understand? We were shooting Yogi's gang, and things got mighty tense. Boo-Boo, and, and Boo-Boo's a great feller, real sharp, love working with him. Boo-Boo kept it all from Yogi, you understand? But boy, I tell you, twotruefreaks.com. Tell them Huckleberry the sent you. So I have been going to the Baltimore Comic Con for uh, about five years now. This is my fifth con. Uh, the first one I attended was in 2012. It was the first, very first episode of this uh, podcast. And prior to attending this particular show this year, Brett had asked me if he could go with me. Um, I did what I usually do is request my press pass and stuff and did my usual con prep, much of which you'll hear about in the next episode. But we also went through Brett's comic collection, which consisted of a long box of several titles, mostly stuff like Adventure Time, All Ages Spider-Man, um, some All Ages DC stuff like Superman Family Adventures, old Scooby-Doo team-ups, and other stuff that he's gotten his hands over, on over the years. To uh, really just to, to organize them and to catalog what he actually owned, uh, as well as figure out if there were any creators that he would actually like to meet. Cataloging the comics would come in handy uh, when he stopped by the Boom Studios booth and he bought an Adventure Time trade because we wanted to make sure that he was buying a trade that had issues that he didn't already own. I mean, granted, yes, I have a lot of different trades that have, which I already have the issues for, but, you know, he wanted to read stuff that was new to him and not be, all right, I already have this stuff. Totally, totally understood, besides it was my money he was spending. And checking the creator list would prove fortunate, and I'll get to this later, is that he actually wound up having five comics signed, which is pretty cool. So, not only that, he asked if he could wear his Halloween costume from last year, because he knew people liked to dress up at comic conventions, because I've shown him the pictures over the years. So, he did, and his costume was Darth Vader. It, I was perfectly fine with it. I did make him leave the lightsaber at home, uh, not because of anything involving weapons, mind you, but because I knew that if I was going to be bringing a lightsaber to the comic convention, I was going to be carrying the lightsaber through the whole comic convention, and I had enough to carry between my bag and all the stuff we ended up buying. So I packed all of those into my very full bag of comic books and stuff and, and headed up to my in-laws in Northern Virginia, then we... Then at about 6.30 on Saturday morning, we drove up to Baltimore so that I could get my press pass and sit in line for two hours. You'd think that it was a little bit crazy, but, well, you know, I've done this like this every year. I wanted to make sure that he was okay to get in with me, and uh, they graciously let him attend for free. Kids under 10, 10 and under, I believe, get in free anyway with a regular paid adult admission and I had a press pass and they were like, now he's cool. And it was cool because he was my correspondent of sorts and you'll hear a little bit of that uh, coming up shortly. And so we were near the front of the line. In fact, we were at the very, very front of the line where they had the they had roped off the front of the line and I was sitting like right under the thing and we were both reading, you know, he was playing on his iPad or whatever. And it worked out so well that while I was talking to Brett about, you know, what it was like to be at his first convention, why he wanted to go, this guy who had this remote control R2-D2 that made sounds and played music and stuff came up, and at one point it was kind of playing with Brett a little bit, and then they pulled him out of line to go stand among a bunch of other people in costumes behind a reporter for Fox 45 News. So not only does this kid get to go to his first comic convention, he gets to be on TV. So we are sitting in line uh, waiting for the Baltimore Comic Con to open. It's about 
9.35, so we have 25 more minutes, and I'm here with Brett. Say hi. Hi. Okay, so this is the first time you've ever been to a comic convention. Why did you want to go? Because you've been to it a lot of times, and you said it was really cool, so I just wanted to see what it was like. And what are you looking forward to the most? Um, mostly the how to draw superheroes thing, because I've been drawing for a long time and I've never really been able to get the um, superheroes right, so basically that. Oh look, Star Wars music. Yes, there's Star Wars. Oh. Look! <laughs> Where did they find It's that? R2-D2. <laughs> No, it's okay. Can you watch our stuff, please? Okay. Ooh, somebody got pulled into a cosplaying shot. All right. Very cool. So, do you know you were just on TV? I was. Yeah, you were behind. You were behind all the the reporter doing a, the story about the comic convention. Nice. So, are, you're wearing a Darth Vader costume. That was your Halloween costume. So, you're looking forward to the convention? Yeah. Why did R2-D2 freak out when he saw him? Because you're Darth Vader. Oh, <laughs> that explains why. So, what comics are you looking to maybe buy? Um, whatever they have available. Okay. And we brought a few to sign, so maybe we'll, we'll get some signed? Yeah, sure. Okay, well, let's uh, stand here and wait in line for a little while, okay? Okay. Okay. So, as I mentioned, one of our missions for this year's comic convention was to take advantage of the series of activities that are called Kids Love Comics. Uh, while I really don't have any other experience with any other comic book conventions or comic cons or anything, it's always been very cool to me that Baltimore seems to go out of its way to provide a, a family environment. Um, it provide entertainment with kids, really make every all of them feel welcome at the convention. And what they basically do is they set up a section of booths or all ages comics creators sell their stuff, meet fans, and and there's also an area of tables and chairs where different sessions are held. And uh, here are some highlights of those three days of programming they had for kids at the convention. On Friday, they had drawing cartoon werewolves with Chris Flick. Um, vampires seem to be the cool monsters these days. Werewolves never get any love, and Chris Flick's going to show you a step-by-step guide of how to create a lovable, cute cartoon werewolf using suggestions from the crowd. Then you have cosplay crafts with Gina Super Socks. Um, Gina makes clothing for superheroes to wear. Okay, their everyday folks dress as superheroes, but she makes them look super. So the seamstress of Super Socks shop will discuss making clothing and fabric crafts. And this was one of uh, a number of cosplay-related panels that, that the Baltimore Comic-Con had. On Saturday, um, there was Create Your Own Superhero Symbol. Uh, 
something called Scribble Scramble, and I'll get to the, both of those in a minute. And there was Illustrating the School for Good and Evil, the Never Ever the ne- Ever Never Handbook with Michael Blank. Uh, Michael Blank is the illustrator of the School for Good and Evil, the ne- Ever Never Handbook. And you can uh, draw a beloved character from that series and learn how to do that. Then there was a Cat Named Haiku Paper Mask Workshop with Mark Poulton. We didn't attend that. There was Superhero University with Chris Omatic and Franco, which was open to the first 50 kids. You won't be able to fly, and it won't give you superpowers, but you will learn the ins and outs of superheroics from the industry's top professors. Plus, you'll have fun making your own cape and superhero mask. Come to this workshop as a kid. Leave as a superhero. Then there was at 4 p.m., there was Let's Go Lego with John Gallagher, who taught you how to draw Lego versions of your favorite characters. And there at 5, there was Alien Art with Don Griffin, Easy Ways to Draw Wacky Aliens. On Sunday, Making Comics with a Dog's Life with Chris Otto and Ben Taylor. Do you have a funny idea for a comic strip? They're behind the popular comic A Dog's Life. They'll share their insight on creating comic strips and work with them to create a comic strip. Draw a Little Dream, hosted by Chris Amatic with Kurt Wood and Justin Castillo. Castaneda. Chris Amatic would interview parents and kids about their strangest dreams. Professional artists would bring their dreams to life on the drawing board. There's a signing event for the School for Good and Evil. A Piggy's Tale comic reading and drawing with Piggy and Todd Emko. Join Todd Emko for a live reading of A Piggy's Tale, the universally loved all-ages comic. Piggy, the three-legged super pup, will be present to greet his public and model as the audience draws the heroic canine. If Piggy likes the drawing, the hero, the child will receive the first issue of A Piggy's Tale. All participants will have their photo taken with drawings for a piggystale.com website. And then at 3.30, the Imagination Aquarium with Jamar Nicholas. Get in your wetsuit and dive into the Imagination Aquarium where cartoonist Jamar Nicholas help you, will help you catch ideas in your net and create awesome cartoons. We went to create your own superhero symbol with Carolyn Belefsky, who has done a number of books, and I'll link to her website in the show notes, but basically what she did was a little workshop on how to create a superhero logo, and here are some of the highlights. I don't know you can. Are you ready for our first workshop of the day? Oh, I didn't yeah. ask if you're ready to go to the dentist. I said, are you ready for our first workshop? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids of all ages, it's my honor and privilege to introduce to you the host with the most, always imitated, never duplicated, Direct from Curls Studios, which is located uh, three rows down. Carolyn, everyone say hello. Hi everyone, I'm Carolyn Blessing from Curls Studio. And we're at table 3011 if you want to check us out later. So right now we're gonna get started with Yeah. Yeah. 
let's get started. So just do a little brainstorm and write down at least three words that you like. Or it can be a food. There's so many things that you can be into in life as in general. So just think about a lot of really cool things that you're into. You know what you're as far as adjectives, it could be like your superpowers if you want to be fast or if you have mind reading abilities. Just anything that you think describes yourself and make it as unique as possible to yourself. Because this the symbol that we're gonna to create today is all about you. Do you like animals? What do you want to be? As a profession, or do you want to be a veterinarian, or do you want to be a firefighter? Maybe flames and firefighting, like that can go together. I'm just trying to jog some ideas for you guys. Hippos, pizza, and hippos. What else? What else do you like? Video games. Walking around and doing interviews with some people as they go with the process. So also think about uh, colors and shapes. So some small symbols when you think about video games. Yeah, keep going. Think about the colors that they use. Think about the shapes that they're using. A lot of these superheroes they use a shield or a, cir a circular symbol. Think about what shape there is out there that would represent you. Would it be a skull? Would it be a sun? Something circular? What shapes do you think? Or square? Triangle? There's lots of different shapes out there. Think about which one would reflect you. I'm going to draw a few shapes up here. It looks like a U. My fear of stage fright has taken over. Oh, you're fine. Okay, here, let's. We're, that was the Kids Love Comics Draw Your Own Superhero Logo Clinic, and now we're going to go head around. That clicking noise in the background, by the way, was this prize wheel where you could win a free book by spinning the wheel, and Brett won a free book, so there was that. A lot of kids were, like, really into that once they realized what it was. 
up next about an hour later from that. And what was cool was that like it, they were slated for about an hour or so, and I don't think like everybody stayed for them. People were in and out, and they were working, so there was a lot of opportunity for kids to really, you know, if they missed something or they they joined in to to do stuff. And up next at twelve was the Scribble Scramble, and this was hosted by Mark Mariano, who has contributed to a number of comics, such as Adventure Time and Aw Yeah Comics, and it was a competition where kids were asked to come up with their representation of something that they, like, that that Mark requested, and, and I think it was, like, your dumbest superhero power ever or something, and then what they would go is do is go around and choose the best and, and bring them up to the front, and then they would narrow it down to eight, and there was a championship belt, the Scribble Scramble belt, and uh, here's some highlights from that as well. here for the Scribble Scramble. I'm an artist, I'm a cartoonist, I'm a comic book creator. One of the books I do is called The Other Side of Huggless Hill. So uh, you might see a lot of my other books too. Um, right on the opposite side you'll see these three big banners. That's me, so come on by and say hi after the show. And then directly across from me is me. And I forgot to bring my books over here to show you, but they're sitting over at my table right across from Mark. And he is Chris G. Russo. He does G-Man and the G-Man Super Journal. It's amazing. It's the best books I've ever made. That's right. <laughs> but enough about us. This is all about you. This is all about the comic, the uh, future of the comic industry is right here in front of us. We have, how many artists do we have here? Let me see, show of hands. Oh, that's a lot. That's a lot. They are destined to crush us in the future. That's true. That's true. All right, so are you guys ready to compete for the Scribble Scramble Championship belt? Yeah, sure. All right, for this to be really fun, we got to be loud and rowdy. You ready to compete for the, the championship belt? Yeah! All right, so our first round, we're going to have several rounds of drawing competition, and the first one is open to every single person here. Do we all have pencils and paper? Yeah! Do we need, anyone need pencils or paper? All right, minions, please distribute pencils and paper. Minions, yes. Yeah, 
this year they have minions on the back of their Yes, raise your hand if you need paper and pencils, all ages, please participate. Last time they said they were going to use. This is going to be like a battle royal. This is a huge battle royal. Everyone versus everyone. Everyone versus everyone. Free for all, if you will. What about tag teams? Um, no. No, this is all individual. Okay. We might see some tag team a tag team action later on. This could turn tag team partners against each other. It actually will, Chris. No spoilers here. Come on. Brother against brother. Brother against brother. Sister versus sister. Right. Sister versus brother. Right. Brother versus sister. Can happen. Mother versus son. I've seen that happen. Father versus father. That's happened. Cousin versus other cousin. Yes, absolutely. That's it. Okay, all those will happen here today at the Scribble Scramble right here at the Baltimore Comic Con. Yeah, you're not. Okay, so here we are at a comic convention, and what are some things you guys see at a comic convention? Anyone? Yes. Awesome artists! Yes, very good. What else do we see at comic conventions? Yeah. Comics, alright, and we're talking about comics. What do we see starring in comics? Yeah. Pictures and stuff, right? Yeah. Superheroes. Superheroes. Ding, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Our first round will be open to all of you. Everyone has a pencil. Everyone has paper. You'll be drawing the dumbest superpower ever. All right? The dumbest superpower ever. Oh, we, we read a book about this. I'm going to give you, what do we say, three minutes? Is that enough? Is three minutes good? Are you guys comfortable in three minutes? Dumbest superpower ever. Get comfortable. <laughs> All right. I came up with so you're going to have three minutes to draw the dumbest superpower ever. Then my co-host and myself, we will choose several come people to come on up and uh, compete for their championship belt. So are you ready? Yes! I said, artist, are you ready? Yeah! All right. Ready. Get set. Chris, they're drawing right now. Drawing now. Uh, everyone just hold up your artwork again. So just to explain a little bit what we have up here, ladies and gentlemen, we have super sensitive gag reflex, man. Feel free to cheer if you like it. That's pretty good. I mean, pretty dumb. Which is what we wanted to do. That's the goal. Yes. We're not calling anyone dumb. We have extreme hot dog thrower, man. Banging into things, that's a great dumb power. The ability to pop off your head. Diaper man power. Power, power to pee his pants. <laughs> Sounds like my son. Super sweaty. Oh, that's awesome. Alright. Uh, oh, waving balloons around. Yes, those well. It's an awesome one. Toilet brush man. That's fantastic. Plastic butt man. Some of us know a plastic butt man. The cat that can make anyone hungry. Power to make paint dry faster. And the ability to turn into a flaming slug. Shall I keep going down the line? You want to take these? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Okay, so what is. I didn't even talk. You were a last second edition. I don't even know, get to hear what the power is. What do you got? <laughs> All right, you sit down. That's, you've described what he actually is already. She said, but honorable mention, because she said Batman with no powers and he has lots of money, which is exactly what Batman is. And it is a dumb superpower. She's saying Batman is dumb. I love it. Beautiful. Stay in. 
so high five right here. All right. Down the Got line it. here. The power to cross eyes. That's good. Is that the letter I or your eyeballs? Whichever's dumber. Tree power activate. She turns into a tree. I like that. Okay, the power to make it rain only on herself. Statue power, the power to stand absolutely still. Love it. I don't know a single kid that can do that. Power of throwing up rainbows. We've all been there. The power to fart out your nose. Friendship power, but he has no friends. That's just making me sad. This is like you and me, Jake. Uh, hairball man throws hair, generates hairballs out of his palms. Better his palms than his armpits, I guess. And then slower than a turtle man. Let's do it for all the artists, everybody. Fantastic. Wow. For those that were not selected, yes, like I'm sorry if you weren't dumb enough. <laughs> but you are all very dumb. We, we only had a limited amount of time to keep this Alright, right, so we're going to pick. Unga, you want to pick four from your side, or does it matter? Alright, I know you. Alright, so uh, I'm definitely going to pick. I love super sweaty and uh, uh, waving balloons. Come on down. Hungry Cat, you are in. And uh, Fiery Slug, you are in. So, yeah, so let's, let's do it. Now, once Brett didn't get into the next round of the Scribble Scramble, we actually split. Uh, he wasn't really that interested in seeing pe what people had to do, and he also, he was getting a little hungry, and I was getting a little hungry, so we headed over to Chipotle. But I do want to say that I, I loved the commitment of everyone involved in both of those sessions that we went to. Uh, it was great. Uh, they were energetic. They were goofy. They really connected with the kids. They had everybody pumped up. Uh, they were just really ready for whatever was going on. And, and I, I was really impressed. I mean, they put together a really good show that gets kids using their imagination. It encourages them to be creative, which is really, really important. And it's one of those things that makes bringing them along really, really worth it. Because um, as excited as I was to meet Dan Jurgens, for instance... Brett was not as excited to stand in a line for a half an hour to meet Dan Jurgens. And um But he was a trooper. He was a trooper about standing in line to meet some of the creators that, that I wanted to meet. And everybody there who met who met him was like, hey, cool costumes. So nobody was mean to him and and uh and that was really, really nice. That was a plus. But Brett did get some comics signed. He got five. One of them was the first issue of Adventure Time Comics, which is an Adventure Time spinoff show that was drawn in part by Katie Cook. She was at a booth uh, doing some sketching and watercolor paintings, and uh, he was pretty determined. We actually stood in line for a little bit and went off, got some stuff, came back, stood in line some more, and uh, and he got he was very politely walked up to her and asked her to sign the comic. Um, and I guess he learned from me, who was determined to get Howard Chaykin's signature and stood in line for Chaykin twice, and and finally got it. And um, he also met and had an old issue of Superman Super Friends signed by Ramona Ramona Freden, 
who is a legend in the field, and I don't think he understood the significance of it, but or how old the comic was, but it was important to me uh, because it was one of the first comics he ever bought uh, when er, when he went to his first visit to the comic store, and the Super Friends were a big part of my childhood, so it was really really cool to meet somebody who who has been around for for that long, and and um, and and then he also met Franco. And Franco was one of the the guys, behind, you know, behind all oh, yeah comics, Superman, Family Adventures, a number of other kids' titles. And Brett's got a bunch of stuff by him. Um, I met him my first year at the Baltimore Comic Con, where I got the DC Super Pets Encyclopedia signed by him and Art Balthazar. And it was really cool to bring Brett there because this is the guy who's been drawing a lot of the comics he's reading. Said, so, and and here here's a little bit of what we had for uh, with the conversation we had with Franco. <laughs> So, I was here, what, like, about four years ago, and uh, he was, I think, five, Mm -hmm. and uh, I had a few things that he had signed, and uh, there's a, you drew a crypto for him that we had framed, it's hanging on the wall of his bedroom. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it's really cool. That deserves a free comic. Oh, thank you. You want to get a picture? Why don't you hold up the comic? Thank you. All right, well, thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. And that was it for comic signings, uh, but not for meeting people, because Brett and I, as we were going through the different booths and looking at things, met Alex uh, Fajardo, I believe it's pronounced, and he'll pronounce it a little bit more correctly at the end, who is the creator of a series of graphic novels called Kid Beowulf. Um, this is really so this cool. Is the, this is a bookmark. Did we talk? Did I? I've seen another Darth Vader. I don't know if we spoke before. No, no, we haven't. So I can tell you, um, have you ever heard of Beowulf before? Have you? So I have. It's, I an have. Old, it's an old story about a big Viking goes around killing monsters. And in my story, the big Viking here is 12 years old. His name's Beowulf. And the monster, Grendel, is his 12-year-old twin brother. This is their pet pig. His name's Hama. The dragon is his grandfather. That's their mom. Um, so this is a first uh, book in a series where Beowulf and Grendel, we kind of discover how these guys are related. It goes back a couple generations. And it's got uh, magic and big battles and Vikings. And it sets the stage for the adventures of the brothers and the pig across Europe and Asia. So they'll go to France and Spain and Italy and Greece. One day they'll make it all the way out to Japan. And since all these heroes, all these countries have their own heroes, Beowulf and Grendel will meet them, get into other adventures, and kind of figure out where they fit amongst all these uh, mythologies. And it leads back to um, the original Beowulf. Here's your version with... Oh, that's um, very cool, bud. And um, here's a bookmark. And uh, and here's a little uh, flyer for a downloadable game I did. If you go to the iTunes or Google App okay. Store, you can download to search for Kid Beowulf. Okay. And it unlocks a story that takes place right after this. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like um, Candy Crush is kind of like that. Okay. Was this, uh, um, was Beowulf always a favorite of yours? It was. I first read it in... Um, here you go. In uh, high school, mm-hmm. and it was a. Fr- I've always loved mythology. It was the first one where I, I read as an epic poem, uh-huh. uh, and the language is very vivid, vivid, and it just stuck with me. And and I studied classics in college, so Greek cool. and Roman stuff. But I always came back to Beowulf. Um, this is a poster. Oh, cool. And this is actually. Yeah. You ever go to the library, you see those posters say, tell you to read? So this is telling you to read, but this is in Old English. And it's pronounced rad, if you can believe it. 
Well, this is right up his alley. He's been really into mythology lately. Oh, yeah? Do you have yeah. a favorite type? My two favorites are mostly Egyptian and Norse. Oh, well, if you like Norse, you'll dig this, because uh, even though the Norse gods are not present in my story, uh, when Beowulf is excited, he'll say, like, Holy Loki, or Grendel will say Odin's Eye. So they're there in the That's background. Cool. Um, and uh, and Beowulf is a Scandinavian story, so it comes from that same same world. So that's really cool. Well, thanks. Yeah, sure. Of it, I'm a high school English teacher myself, oh, okay. and this actually really makes me happy because well, I've I don't teach uh, I don't teach it at the moment because I I teach sophomores and seniors read Beowulf, okay. but I did a few years ago, and believe it or not, it's still. It, it, it takes them a while to get into it, but yeah. once they once they realize like what's going on, it's like they have a good teacher. Yeah, I mean it's just a great yeah, they, it's a great yarn. Yeah, you know? it's so great. It's yeah. so great. I, and, uh, I don't think I get your name. Oh, so my name is Alexis Fajardo. Go by Lex. Okay, as well. And uh, where can anybody find this if they want to? Uh, Kidbeowulf.com. It's okay. got all the info, uh, the books. It also runs as four days a week as a web comic okay. on Go Comics. Um, they can search. Uh, the iTunes Google Play Store for the, for the free downloadable game. Okay. Um, so I'm out there. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, sure. Thank you. We bought the book. Uh, Brett's been reading it. He's really enjoying it. Uh, so I'll def- and I'll definitely recommend it. I mean, from what I saw, it looked really cool. It was drawn really, really well. It looked really, really fun. And, you know, he was incredibly nice. He was incredibly nice to me, and he was incredibly nice to both of us. Most of the footage you heard was him talking directly to Brett and not to me. And, you know, I know that, granted, he was trying to get me to we were buying something from him, so it's like, you know, we're getting a sale and everything. But at the same time, you know, that's important when you got a, when you're a parent and, and you're bringing a kid along for something that he's never done before and you're not wor- you're worried about whether or not he's going to have fun. And, you know, Brett, Brett got, he got a bookmark, he got a book, he got a poster that he put on his, on his door, his closet. He was really, really into it. And um, I can't recommend checking out his site enough just because he was that nice and because the, the book looks that good and that fun to read for for anybody who has a kid. Plus it's it's Beowulf. And you could so you can find his stuff at kidbeowulf.com. So so I would go check that out. But after we met him and after we did all our sessions and stuff, it was about one o'clock or so. Uh, we went to lunch. Um we came back. Uh, we waited in line for a bit, and finally got my Dan Jurgens comic signed, which was important. We contemplated trying the Franco and Chrysomatic Superhero University, but Brett was starting to flag by then because it was getting close to three o'clock, and he said, "Oh, I'm just interested in going shopping." So we did that. We we went around to different booths. We looked through some comics. We we bought some stuff, and among the stuff that we bought was uh, I got a T-shirt. He got uh, a hat with. Uh, Link from The Legend of Zelda. Um, he got a BB-8 pop bobblehead doll. Um, I got a Nightwing pop figure for for my classroom. Uh, he got some trades from the. He went to the Boom Studios. Like he, the Boom Studios booth was. When you walk in, it was to the left. It was like right there in the first row, and he saw the Adventure Time logo and the Steven Universe. So he's like, "Oh, we have to go to there." So he got Adventure Time. He got a Steven Universe trade, and he got an Amazing World of Gumball trade. So he was really really pumped about that. Um, and then at one point we were going through some dollar bins and he started grabbing some comics that he found interesting. You know, I'm grabbing like old Justice Leagues and Supermans and Batmans and stuff um, just for the heck of it. And he pulled out like a, a new X-Men. I was like, oh, I think that's a little bit too uh, old for you. But I said, how about you? He said, okay. So he put it back. I said, how about you pull out comics and I will tell you whether or not 
they're age appropriate. So he grabs some old Fantastic Fours from like the 70s and 80s. He grabs uh, a Captain America and the Falcon comic. So some pretty cool stuff. He he really does like the Avengers and he likes Cap and stuff like that. And and an old 1970s Cap and the Falcon and some old Fantastic Four and some burned Fantastic Four. You know he might not completely understand it, but it's not on the level of you know Grant Morrison new x-men that type of stuff so um yeah he got some really cool stuff and and uh and we left it around 4 30 but we did get to have our wrap-up conversations on the way home that's what i'm gonna play for you right now so we're in the car on the way home uh we've been here it's five o'clock now so we've been here for about eight or nine hours except for the 40 minutes or so we went to lunch um, what did you get at the con? You bought some stuff. What well, did you end up buying? I bought a Amazing World of Gumball graphic novel. It's called Cheat Code. I also bought a Adventure Time, a Steven Universe, um, kids comic, summer fun, Guide. A um, Fantastic Four, more Fantastic Four, Captain America and the Falcon. Yeah, you got some old Fantastic Four and Captain America comics. Some of my friends would be very happy to hear that. I also got a Pinky and the Brain. Yeah. And a lot, and lots of other stuff. Cool. And uh, you got. T-shirt. Did you get a hat what, and, and some other stuff? You got a... I got a Link hat. Okay. What else did you get? I also got... Did you get a pop figure? Yes, I got a BB-8 pop figure. And you got a Nighthawk. Nightwing. Nightwing pop figure. Mm-hmm. Sorry. That's okay. And uh, you got a poster, too. Yeah, I got a free poster and I got a book cool that's right and you did two we did two of the kids love comics tables we did yes. what did you do you did the superhero logo and the scribble scramble yeah the scribble scramble we didn't win in the scribble scramble but no but it was fun though right yep yep and I got to meet a bunch of different people which I'll talk about separately on the podcast and we are headed now we're sitting at a light next to that's a baseball stadium right there and it's called camp it's called oriole park at camden yards so we're sitting at the light next to that and once we get on the highway we are headed down toward um washington and we're gonna stop and get dinner and at five guys guys and stop for Krispy Kreme. Yeah, just like I do every year. So. Yeah, and this is my first Comic Con. Yeah. So did you have fun? Yep. Was it worth going? Yes. People loved your Darth Vader costume. You got a lot of cool pictures. Yes. All right. And you were on the news. I was? Yeah, remember when they took that big group picture of you? Right. You were in the background on the news behind the reporter. Yes. Cool. All right. Okay, so we're on our last part of our trip. We we uh, were in Alexandria, Virginia, near Mount Vernon, and uh, we just went to two places. Where did we go? 
Krispy Kreme and Five Guys. Yeah. So, you have, and you've never been to a Krispy Kreme before. I have not. So, and you're reading your your comics in the car. I'm reading my uh, Gumball Cheese. Okay. Cool. So, all right. So, um, what was your favorite? part of the Baltimore Comic Con? Um, mostly, um, well, I had two favorite parts. The kids love comics and getting all my comics signed. Yeah, yeah, you got a few comics signed. You got a, uh, what comics did you get signed? Well, I got, um, I got my Adventure Time comics signed. I got mm -hmm. my Yeah, you got the, the those three comics signed by by Franco. Yeah. Yep. And then um, you uh, got a free comic from him. You did, and then you got that Super Friends comic signed that that you had that you've had since you were like really little. Yeah. Yeah, that's an old Super Friends comic. That was pretty cool. Yeah. So, all right. Well. Can you conclude, can you sum up what it was like to go to the Baltimore Comic Con? It was really fun and crowded. And um, if you're into comics, you should totally go there. And um, there are a lot of lines. Okay, there are a lot of lines. Okay, well, thank you. You're welcome. Okay, bye. Bye. And that'll do it for this episode. Uh, I would like to thank Brett for coming along with me. I know he had a great time. Um, and not just because he got five guys and, and donuts. And that, that wraps up my coverage of the Kids Love Comics section of the Baltimore Comic Con. It's something that if you're local to Baltimore or regional to Baltimore, I would recommend heartily. They do a great job with that stuff. They really make the kids feel welcome and they really encourage them. And they have a number of creators who, who, who are doing stuff that you've never heard of and, and you'll you're bound to discover at least one thing that you'll be really really interested in but it's not the end of my coverage of the 2016 baltimore comic-con i'll be back in about two weeks with an episode that will be me running down my experience that's not kids related and if all goes according to plan as of tonight i should have professor alan along because alan and emily were at the con with me and we did spend some time together even though we didn't necessarily get a chance to sit down and record together because it was a little bit of a whirlwind that day plus i'll have some leftover summer footage because shag came around uh in late august and he stella and i had tacos together or burritos or we went we went out and got mexican again and, and we did some recording there and you'll you'll hear a little bit on their shows as well and uh, i'll have some listener emails so as always um thank you thank you to the baltimore comic-con for the press pass and thank you very much for putting on such a great show and thank you for listening as always and take care
Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Affidavit. All clips and media are copyright their respective copyright holders and are used for review and illustrative purposes only, so no infringement is intended. Feedback can be sent via email to popcultureaffidavit at gmail.com. You can also follow the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com slash popcultureaffidavit. For more content, including show notes, media, and essays, be sure to check out the blog, which can be found at popcultureaffidavit.com. This podcast is a proud part of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which is a division of the Demanza Corps of Milan, Italy. You can support all the Two True Freaks podcasts by using the Amazon.com link at twotruefreaks.com whenever you shop. Thank you for listening to Pop Culture Affidavit, and come back next time for more pop culture randomness. Oh, yeah.